We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. Brady's got it. Wants to throw from deep in the pocket. Throws deep downfield. He wants to set. It is picked off by the line. Darius Slay's got it. Coming back right side, twenty-five. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 21. As you guys can tell, I'm really excited. Opening days tomorrow. As you guys all know, I'm a baseball fan, so I'm excited for that. I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I'm Pierre, also on the Detroit Lions fan page. I am Malcolm. I am with the Detroit Lions video page. And today, in episode 21, no interview. Today, we're going to answer you guys' questions. This episode's all about you guys today. We're going to call it Mailbag Episode. It's going to be our first mailbag. We hope to do these, you know, every once in a while. But this is going to be our first one, and, you know, hopefully it's a success. Hopefully you guys all enjoy. I'm going to dish it out to Pierre. He's going to hit us up with the first question. <laughs> Because someone came in the mail today. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. <he>. Got <laughs> Alright, this is from Rocky Crabtree23. Could you talk about Stafford being either our franchise QB or if they should start uh, getting looking at someone else? I would love to hear thoughts on that and not just people saying he's bad. Okay. Malcolm, I know you're... Uh... You know, both of you guys are huge Stafford fans. So, Malcolm, I'm going to have you go ahead and start this off. You know, everybody know about his, his contract situation. Um, if we did, you know, try to trade him, cut him, release him, anything like that, you know, we'll, it would result in a lot of dead dead money. Right. But but mainly uh, mainly about the contract, contract situation with Stafford, he's a good quarterback. Right. And I know a lot of people say, oh, he's been here 10 years, 10 years, same results. Um. We need to change. Just look at Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins have been searching for a quarterback since Dan Marino. Cleveland Browns, 
they just found a quarterback. Man, that's that's a big if because when you see one year um Baker Bayfield and All he's right. a good quarterback, but how long the Cleveland Browns were searching for a quarterback? Mm, honestly, know, I don't even know their last good quarterback was before. <laughs> exactly. Quarterback does not fall on trees. I mean, there's been quarterbacks drafted that's been good. <laughs> there's been quarterback drafted that's been okay. There's been quarterback drafted that been eh, you know, look at look at Tampa. Does Tampa have their quarterback? No. I mean they drafted no. um Winston. Winston. Was he what, first overall pick? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he. I mean, they. They thought he was the answer. It just shows that quarterbacks are not just because you're drafted high. You have a good college year. Does not mean that you're 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 ready to come into the NFL and become a good quarterback. I think to be fair to Matthew Stafford as well, uh, compared to the other quarterbacks that have won in this league before, you know, exclude the Tom Brady's, exclude the Aaron Rodgers, exclude the Drew Brees, the elite quarterbacks. I mean, you can, I don't think you could put Stafford in that elite category. To exclude those guys, if you guys look at all the quarterbacks that have won. They've had good running games. And to be fair to Stafford, Stafford's never – I don't think Stafford has even had 10 100-yard rushers in a game before. I think no, he's like just eight, or, he's yeah, eight or nine. Yeah, eight or nine. Including this so year. Nine, yeah, so he's been in the league for 10 years, entering his 11th season, and only had 900-yard rushers. <laughs> that, like, that, that's pathetic. That is I'm, very pathetic. I, I'm going to give a stat right now. The LA Rams did that this year. Yeah. <laughs> the, LA, the LA Rams did that this year. They had right. They had 10 100-yard rushers in their game this year. Hell, they had a game that they had two 100-yard rushers in the game. When uh, C.J. Anderson and um, Todd Gurley both had 100 yards in the game. So you're telling me before carry-on, because I think he had around two or 300-yard games, that Stafford was around that six, seven-ish range? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like that, that is pathetic. You can't. They, I mean, that, that's not the tools to win. I, I understand a lot of people have this expectation for Stafford because they see Aaron Rodgers, they see Tom Brady, and they see Drew Brees. I mean, they see the elite quarterbacks, and I know they're like, he, you know, why can't he be elite? You know, and some quarterbacks are just not made to be elite like that. You know, those those quarterbacks like that are are you know are special, and they're, they're not they're not easy to come by. It's not like you could just. Pull pull a, a quarterback from a draft and say you're going to be elite. So um, it, I want to add. Hard. I want to add to what you guys are saying. You're right. Quarterbacks don't grow on trees. Just look at the Jets, bro. They went through Mark Sanchez. They went through McCown. Then they have Darnold. They think he's the answer, but they don't even really no, know. No. Exactly. Look at the no, Cardinals. No. They drafted Rose, and they're about to trade his ass. You off the team? What you mean, coach? Get out! Yeah. I mean, See, but the but the thing that Jets have done though is. They're building an offense for Donald, though, which is good for a young career like that. Like, they yeah. got them a Le'Veon Bell, got some receivers like Jameson Crowder. Yeah, I want so to add. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. One more thing. Uh, Benjamin Albright, he's actually really good. He's like, if Stafford were to be placed on a 12 on the trade block, about a dozen teams would be lined up to trade for him right now. Oh, and I agree 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> because if you give him the right, the right coach, a right, you know, right, right supporting cast as far as like a running back, you know, decent receivers. He don't need great receivers. You know, he showed that he could ball out with, you know, good receivers. You know, he doesn't need an elite receivers to be good. You know, he showed that without Calvin, his numbers actually got better. Mm-hmm. So if he just had a running game, he'll be good. I agree. All right. Uh, let's go to the next question. This is from Adam1781. Uh, if CJ wants to come back with the Lions, let him. I mean... Do I think Kelvin's even in shape to play football right now? I mean, I mean we that, don't know. Yeah. That, that, I don't know. 
I don't think he has any passion of coming back in the NFL, but would the Lions let him? If he were to come back, I mean, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, There's no way in hell he's coming back. It's, it's very unrealistic, but... Mm-hmm. Very unrealistic. But, I mean, would the Lions let him? I don't know. <laughs> I would assume so, I guess. I don't know. Uh, no, Kelvin ain't coming back. It's not happening. I'm just saying if... It, if <laughs> If he somehow decided one day he wants to come back and play NFL football with the Lions light him, I would probably say yes, but I'm not even sold on that answer. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah. so. All right, this is. is from uh, Do Math, Not Seth. What? Would you be mad? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We <laughs> got to say that name. Do? We got to say that name one more time. We got to say that name one more time. <laughs> All right, so this next question is from Do Math, Not Seth. Would you be mad? <laughs> All right, continue with the question. Would you be mad if we take Gary there? I want to start with this uh, answer. Um, I'm a big Michigan fan. I've watched a lot of Michigan football. Gary's athletic as hell. He can't stay healthy, and he wasn't that productive with us. Would I be mad if we took him at eight? Yes. I think I've made it clear that I do not want Rashawn Gary on the Detroit Lions. I've made it clear probably three, four episodes, and I'm going to make it clear again. I'm just going to say no. I don't want Rashawn Gary at eight, and I'd be frustrated if we got him at eight. If they took him at eight, he'd have to. They probably pass his medicals, but I'd be. I don't even think they take him at eight. We'll see though. I don't oh. think he would stay healthy. Oh, surprise! Yeah. Surprise! Oh my God! Welcome. Here we go! Surprise! Oh, would I be? Would I? Would I be upset? They took him at eight? No. I want to. I want to be so upset. No, come. <laughs> me and so many are just here. Just hear me out. Just <laughs> hear me it. out on this one. All right. He ain't gonna have no pressure coming in. As far as him having to dominate, as far as being the the lead guy on the on the line or the lead edge rusher, you know, all he has to do right now, if he we were to draft him, is he could take it. He can actually take his time and, and actually learn the game while starting because there's not going to be that much pressure on him because the whole everything as far as the pressure is going to be on Trey Flowers. Well, you or, could say the same thing for Montez Sweat or Brian Burns. Sure, sure can, it, sure can. But it I all depends. Exactly, but it all depends on how they feel as far as who's more versatile. Is 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 Montez Sweat more versatile as far as on the defensive line than Rashawn Gary? Rashawn Gary is like a Deshaun Hand that we already have on the roster. And could be. Well, he ran a four five. I, I want to compare him to, to Deshaun Hand. I wouldn't. I'm not saying like about the. I'm saying like they'll play like a similar role. They'll like they they're could like similar. No, I mean Gary's role. He won't be a down de because that's Flowers. That's Flowers' job. He's what? He's gonna rotate with Ashawn and Hand and Snacks. He, he could have been. He could be the 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 role for that. Uh, what's it called? Ziggy had. That's that's Flowers straight Flowers role. Yeah. That's straight Flowers role. Yeah. Well, then have him be a stand up guy and be the DK role. We'll see. I, I don't know if he wants it, to do. Like, I, mean, I don't know. If that's he's that's what I said. He, he he could move him around and he could do so many things with him because he's so he's so athletic. I mean, the dude is what two seventy runs a four five. I mean, yeah. he, he could be athletic as hell, but I mean, I I, I, under, I understand, but I'm just telling you, if I want, I mean, I want to be mad because it, the potential could he the be potential could, is, is is through the roof, you it's know, through it, the roof, it's but so the is the bus potential. The bus yeah, potential so is also it, through the roof. It's a, it's a bus. It's a, there's a bus potential, but I think for him coming in a situation that there's not that much pressure on him, that okay, he's not gonna see any double teams. If he comes in, because all the double teams are going to be on Trey Flowers. So he could ease his way in, and then he could have 
I think as he learns the game, I think he could be a really good player. So I wouldn't be mad if if they did draft him. I think right. the only I'm just gonna say one more thing on it. I just think you can get a better prospect in a Montez Sweat or Brian Burns, and that's I'll send it there. Yeah, you can. All right. This question is from uh, Jeff Singles. He said, "If the Lions don't have at least a deep playoff run in the next two seasons, do we see a Matty P, Bob Quinn, and Stafford all gone and the rebuild begin?" I'm gonna um, start. This one. Oh, you want to go ahead and start it? I'm just gonna simply say yes. I'm not. I mean, if it's two years, they don't make a deep playoff run with this with this team. It's a yes for me. That's that's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, what I want to say is though, two years is fair. I think next year is not. I don't want to say it like this, but next year could not be as what everyone's hoping or looking at think it's going to be. I mean, you got to think about it. We're getting a brand new offensive coordinator this uh, this brand new season. Right. Uh, I mean, there's going to be an adjustment period. I don't think it's going to click right away like how people are kind of imagining. I think on the defensive side of the ball, it should be more fluid to start the year than last year because it's going to be their second year. You got guys invested who's played under the scheme, which I do love. But I think on the offensive side of the ball, we could be going through our growing pains to start off the season. I would not be shocked at all because it is a brand-new offense coordinator, like I said. It just depends how fast these guys buy in, you know. You got a young uh, running back like Carrion. You know, he played it from Jim Bob Cooter to Daryl Bevel. It's going to be different. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. But two years, I think, is a fair, you know, timeline because by year – by the start of 2020 season – you know, everyone will be – they'll be Patricia's third year with the defense and Daryl Bevel's second year at the offense. So I think that is a fair timeline for me. So I agree with two years. Yeah, and that's around the time – that's around the timeline when Stafford contract is almost up in the air. Yeah, um, tra- tradable or – Yeah, where, where you're tradable, cuttable. So you're yeah. able to make moves in two, from two years from now. So if they do have two years where it's just a flop, where we just – you know, nothing goes right, then yeah, I think they should go into a rebuild mode. It's going to suck, but it is what it is. I agree. All right, uh, this is from Matt uh, Bracci8. Any chance we draft Josh Allen? Tyler, you could go. Uh, Josh Allen, if he's better at eight, uh, you run to the podium and draft him right away. Uh, is the chances high? Probably not, but if he is there, then yeah, probably yes. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say he probably will not be there. Pick eight is my prediction i guess not very bold prediction <laughs> i'm gonna say if if um josh allen is there at eight i say um that seven gms ahead of us should be fired immediately if that <laughs> happens um i don't think there's there's any chance of us getting him at this point because i think the media blew him up too much i, I, was, I was hoping that he'll stay low-key but no nah, this kid's too good man no i don't think we're gonna get him your boy burns is still low-key oh yeah, burns is still low-key <laughs> regarding Allen, um, I don't think he'll be there at eight, but could they trade up for him? Let's say he falls to like five or six. I could see them trading up for him, possibly. Um, I think he's going to the top five, though. and Maybe they'll fall and trade up for him, but... Uh, yeah. It's a long shot. Yeah, it's a long shot, yeah, pretty much. Um, this is from Nate Mathewson. What does the run pass balance look like this year is it dependent on Stafford's performance the first couple times out um can I say this first can I go go for it all right so the goal is to attack a defense's weakness if a defense has a strong secondary and a weak uh, run defense you run the ball if the defense has really good run defense but bad corners and a bad pass rush you pass the ball that's and the balance comes within I mean it just depends who's out there who's active you know I mean like it's all over us 
when we had yeah, it's about game planning. When Tease was active for us, teams targeted Tease. Um, so yeah, I mean it's just all about game planning who's out there, but that's how I think it'll be. I don't think Stafford anything really has to do with Stafford. I don't think it's performance based on if they pass or run the ball as much. I think he'll be fine. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? It's it's a week to week process. Uh, right. You got you game plan by the week. You go for the weakness. Like the Lions' weaknesses in the beginning of the year of last season was the run defense because they had no snacks. Harrison, and you saw teams take advantage of it like that. The Jets, 49ers with Burita. You saw teams take advantage of it. So uh, it just really depends week on week in week out. What you know who's out there. Who's not out there? So that's how I look at it. It's a week to week game. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, exactly what you guys said. I just, you know, just really hope that our our running game is just more consistent. That's all I hope 100%. for. That's, that's all. That's all. That's all I want. Yep. Right. All right. Uh, next question is from Ryan Brownie. Trade down a couple picks and get Brian Burns. I mean, uh, I I would not be against the idea of trading back in the draft, cre- uh, creating more draft picks. That's completely fine by me, and I do think Brian Burns will still be in that top 15-ish. So trading back and getting a guy like Burns, I mean, I'd be definitely cool with it. I don't know if they'll exactly do it, but I'm not against the idea. Uh, um, go up here? Sure, I'll go. Um, I take Burns at A. I think he's a game-changer. Um, I'm really high on him. I don't know how the NFL views him or whatever, but I know I'm high on him. I've read other people who are high on him. Um, I just like him a lot. I mean, if you trade back, he might not be there. If he's there, I think you have to take him. But I don't know how the Lions think of him. I don't know. You know I don't really know much about the guy other than his film. They do like a lot of research with his off-field stuff and stuff like that. So I don't know what they think of him. I, it, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that a lot of... Like, you look at any of these mock drafts or any of these guys' uh, top 50 boards, I'm shocked that they don't have him higher than, than, they, than they have him. Right, like, I, I haven't know. seen... I haven't seen not one mock draft that had Brian Burns selected in the top ten from any of those analysts. I, I, I'm I'm just, I'm shocked. I mean, I don't know what it is. Is it his weight? But I mean, should we trade back? And would I be okay with us trading back and getting him? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, if we could trade back. If we could trade back and get Brian Burns, that's a win. Yeah, that's a win-win. Because <laughs> I I would honestly, you know, I would take him at eight. I would take him at eight. But there's a chance he could trade back a couple picks, get another pick, and pick him. That's a win. So, yeah, that's, that's I, definitely. I think the only reason why he's not been, like, placed in the top 10 is because you're looking by team needs, and there's, like, three, I'll say two, stud uh, defense, or three, stud defensive linemen. There's Quentin Williams, Josh Allen, and Nick Bosa. So, it's tough to put Brian Burns in the mix with that. I think this, if this was years past or even, like, in the next year draft, I think he'd be, like, the number two or number one edge rusher in this draft. But with all these stud defensive linemen, that's why I think he's kind of being uh forgotten a little bit but they're putting everybody ahead of them they have Rashard yeah. gary and montez what ahead ahead of them yeah i mean i think they're all like in that round montez gary farrell burns i think they're all in that kind of same category yeah. right, as right now so i mean i mean i just think with burns it's like he's a perfect scheme for i mean he might not be good for other teams but with us yeah he's a perfect scheme for take over canard that jack roller him and canard can rotate yeah very versatile fun. They're both versatile. versatile. Yeah, they both could they could move them around depending each week. So we'll all right. See. Um this question is from Jonathan uh Schwang, I believe. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. He said, What happened to Bill Bentley? What? Um he's just out of the league. I don't know. He had <laughs> injuries slowed him down, I guess. 
<laughs> what happened to Bill Bentley? I mean, he, 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 he got released when? 2014? 2015? Yeah, before, yeah, 2015. I don't think he's played in the NFL. Yeah, he's, he's out of the league right now. Okay, this is from Jesus is my rock. Are we getting okay. new helmet logos? Wrapping. Hold up. Are we getting new helmet <laughs> logos? Big lion head slash face wrapping around the rear to the front side of the helmet. Um, Rod said, "I'm just gonna say something." All right, so this is from Jesus in my rock. He said, are we getting new helmet logos? Uh, Rodwood said yesterday they're comfortable with their uniforms, no new changes. So move on from that. They just updated it. Wait, wait, that sounded dope, though. Can you describe that helmet one more time for me, please? <laughs> Malcolm, stop. Please. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll say it again. He said, are we getting new helmet logos? A big line <laughs> All right, all right. Next question. Next question. Oh shit, y'all you guys got me dead here. All right. This is from uh John Nowak thirty five. If Nelson Aguilar became available, would you want to see him in Honolulu Boo? Um go ahead, sorry. You go ahead, Tyler. I, I personally I mean I'm still laughing. <laughs> question. But uh back to Aguilar. I, I personally I mean if this was the start of the offseason, I'd be, all right, sure. But I think I'm kind of comfortable with the depth at the wide receiver position we have right now. I like, you know, Marvin. I like Kenny. Uh, you know, we got Amendola now. We got Tommy Lee Lewis as well. I mean, they interviewed right. Dontrell Inman. So, uh, you know, Brandon Powell obviously is still there. So I like the depth they have right now. So I don't really think it's a need to acquire a guy like Nelson Aguilar. And I believe his contract should be up, maybe not this season, but the season after that. Right. So, I mean... I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, depending. I don't think it's worth trading a draft pick for a guy that will probably not resign in. Not really a major need at the moment, I would say. Yeah, um, I want to say about. I like Aguilar, um, but he has a. He's he's entering his fifth year option. It's nine point about nine point four million. Yeah, After not that, worth it. He'll, he'll want an extension. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a pass. It's a pass for yeah, me. That's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> we, we we have bigger needs with our fifth year options because we got guys like Aishon, Graham Glasgow, Taylor Decker to worry about. I don't know if we want to worry about Nelson Aguilar in that list as well. Snacks too. Snacks guaranteed money's off the books. They're gonna extend him. I'm pretty sure they're gonna give him some guaranteed money. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Uh, next question is from Lucas Buzzard. What are we going to do at right guard? We pitched. We patched up corner. So now, if it isn't a liability, we can roll with three safeties we have. So how are we going to fill up the glaring hole? Could I start this off? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, man. All right, guys. Do not shoot me, Lions fans. Pierre, Malcolm, don't shoot me. Wait, pull out the gun. <laughs> but I really like Jonah Williams, and I, I've made it clear. I really like Jonah Williams at eight, and I know Lions fans are going to be like an offensive lineman again in the first round. You just got Frank Rag now. You just got Taylor Decker in 2016, another one. All right, but hear me out. Who is playing right guard for us right now? I mean, I'll give a big shout out to my boy Ode Abushi, who joined us on the podcast in episode twenty. No, I like him as a competition right now, but I don't not really comfortable with him starting at the right guard position. You know, Terrell Crosby, he still has a lot to learn in my opinion, and I think he's more of a tackle in my opinion. So I, I I'm totally down with drafting a guy like Jonah Williams at pick eight. Um 
I don't want Jordan Williams at eight. Um, you can <laughs> you can get a starting guard in the second or third round. There's guys like um, Chris Lindstrom, if I'm saying his name right. Bo, forgot his name. The lineman. I can't pronounce his last name. It's Bo, like something from Wisconsin. Really good guard. Um, Dalton Reisner, Kansas State, can play guard and tackle. You could get all those guys that I named in the second or third round. There's more guys out there. I'd rather get an elite defensive playmaker at eight. An elite defensive playmaker at eight. I just think it's a little more risky because you have a good defense, which you have right now. And I still think there's some other good options in the market still if they did want to swing that way. And I think there's some still good options in the later draft, kind of like what we were saying to the offensive line. And I'm totally down to getting a, a starting caliber offensive lineman right away at pick eight and then getting a guy more of a development project a guy that could play and on the defensive side of the ball and they'll Tyler I have a quick question for you who's the best lineman that's played for the Lions the past eight years who was it was it Raiola eight years what offensive lineman not eight years let's say seven years who was it offensive lineman yeah uh probably have to say Rob Sims Larry Warford. He was a third-round pick. Larry right? Warford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry he was Warford a third-round pick. Rob Sims was so good, too. Shout-out to Rob Sims. Yeah, shout-out to <laughs> Rob Sims. But I'm talking, like, about recent. You know, Larry Warford who signed with the Saints, been balling with them. So, I'm just like, that's just an example. Like, you don't need a draft alignment in the first round. Which other guards were taking the first round before? Jonathan Cooper. Um, Chance Wormack. Yeah. But what if you can get a guy like Quentin <laughs> Nelson from the Colts? A guy just like lays out Okay, but Jonah Williams, though. Jonah Williams is not Quentin Nelson, though. But you don't know. He could have uh, that elite caliber because, you know, if he's a first-round pick. He, I'm just saying, though, you have to be careful. I mean, I, I think I think it's more into the, the scouting department's hands. I think our scouting department completely screwed up um, those draft picks that we had. As far as us drafting previous offensive linemen, um, when we drafted like Riley Reef, using first round pick, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was a, they just they just did a pretty bad job at it. I don't think I don't think Bob Quinn was screwed that that up because I, I think Bob, yeah, I don't think he was screwed up as far as if he picked if he uses eighth pick on an offensive lineman and he did pass on all these great guys like Brian Burns. You know, who knows is going to be there at eight. But if he passed on all those guys to pick Jonah Williams, that dude had to see something in Jonah Williams that nobody had, that, that nobody's seen in Jonah Williams. I guess. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Now, would I be mad if they picked him? For the first 10 minutes, I would. I'd be like, oh, what the <laughs> hell? Why the hell do we pick one of these elite guys, you know? But after a while, I mean, if they feel like he would come in and be the best offensive lineman, then, hey, I mean, draft them. But I'm actually comfortable with what we have now and drafting somebody later in the, in the draft. Like, I like I like Cosby. I like I, I would like to see what he's able to do as a guard. Um, Ode Abouchier, I would like to see what he's able to do with a, a solid cast around him, yeah. see if he can take that starting role, you know. I think there's going to be some competition no matter wh- what we do with the guys that we have. But I'm... The guard position, I'm not really too worried about it, to be honest. Um, I want to say one more guard. I think we haven't really talked about him. They've drafted him. He hasn't really been healthy, but Joe Dahl, I think he has some potential too. Yeah, he's, a, he's been there. Yeah. He's been there. He's a, yeah, and also um, Jonah Williams. I mean, I don't know if I'd be mad. I'd rather them trade down a couple spots and take him because he could play all five positions on the O-line. Exactly. Versatile. Yeah, versatility, versatility is key with this uh, front office. 
Mm-hmm. So, Especially on the offensive line, too. I mean, you look at guys like Frank Ragnall could play the center guard position. Graham Glasgow, center guard position. So that Crosby, guard or tackle. Versatility right. is key in that offensive line. So, I mean, I know a lot of people would be disappointed with the pick A at Jonah Williams, but personally, me, I would love it, honestly. And I'm just going to wrap it up there. All right. Um, this is from Lucas, Lucas Walsh. Where could you see the Lions trading down if they do? Uh, they were to trade down. I mean, I, I could still see the option of the first round trading down. I could. But, uh, I mean, I don't really have any specific round in mind where they could see them trading down. Well, I mean, Say I, I a scenario. Know. Let's say there's a guy they love. They're about to pick him, but he goes like seven or he goes in the second or third before they pick him. They trade down. You could see uh, that. That's, I don't know. Or they could get like an offer that will blow them away. They like who they like, but they have a crazy offer that'll blow them away. They'll probably trade down. Yeah, I could potentially see that. They did it with, I believe, the third round pick in 2017 or 16 when they did it with Galladay. I believe they traded back and you know they got their guy. I think their guy was Kareem Hunt, though, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not sure. I forgot who it was. But, I mean, I really don't have a scenario where I could see him training up or down. But I could definitely see it in the draft. I just don't have a specific round in mind. Yeah, right. Uh, this is from Lions Palace. Does Bevel prefer the two tight end sets or single? Uh, I mean, I really don't know. I would. Prefer, I think it's a two uh, tight end set. I mean, I don't really – from what I've seen personally and from the research I've done, it looks like he loves the two tight end you know, packages. And that's what I could see. I mean, they did get two tight ends this free agency so far. I could still see him adding another one in the draft. They got Logan Thomas and Jesse James, and they still got Michael Roberts in the picture. So uh, I'm assuming a two tight end package, and I could still see him adding another guy. So it looks like they'll have maybe three to four tight ends to start off the 2019 season, I could see. Um, I think it just depends, like, each week. If they want to run the ball, they'll utilize more two tight ends. Maybe in the red zone, they might utilize two. It just depends who's out there, to be honest. Depends on know. certain packages. Um, but well. I do think he does prefer two tight ends more. Uh, he used Luke Wilson and Jimmy Graham when down in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So, so, Malcolm, what do you think? Yeah, it's, they he usually he usually runs a two two tight end set. Right. Um, yeah. But I mean, like you said, if they come into situations where it's like you know third and one, fourth and one, fourth and inches, you know they're gonna pull out the fullback. So we'll see. How, we'll see what they do. Uh, this is another one from Lions Palace. Would a bruiser running back compliment carry on most, or what kind of RB would be best? Um, I'll go first with this. We had a bruiser. Huh. I think carry on most with power. I want a guy who could. He wasn't a nice damn guy. bruiser. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> like he his like that's his like that's his thing. I think carry on runs with good power. I want a speedy dude. I want a dude who could take it like eighty yards to the house. That's yeah. kind of, uh, back. I think would fit carry on best. Jarvis pers- Best, where you at, man? <laughs> I personally I personally think any running back you put with carry on besides a receiving back, I think really compliments him well because I think he could do it all. But uh, that's why I'm not really high on like keeping Theo Riddick around. I think Spencer Ware and Duke Johnson are kind of like those receiving backs as well. So that's why I'm not really too like crazy about the idea of either of those guys, like trading for Duke or signing Spencer. So I th- I'm thinking more of like a speedy power back kind of guy. I don't know how to explain it, but a guy that's basically not a receiving back, in my opinion. <laughs> All right. This is from Mitch Ferrario. 
What other free agents seem likely to sign with Detroit? Also, with the eighth pick, should we draft Allen or White if either of them are there? Or if they aren't, then trade back and get Bush or Hogginson. Whoa. That's a lot in one question. <laughs> How about each one of us answers one portion of it? All right, go for it. You go ahead and answer the first one. Um, which free agent seems likely? Uh, yesterday, Matt Patricia said in his uh, mini presser that he had in Arizona, that they, w- they wish that Jared Davis had a veteran linebacker to lean on, a guy that's been in the league for 10-plus years. So I posted about this today, too. Um, I'll say three names. Brandon Marshall, um, Jamie Collins, and Zach Brown. Jamie Collins has done some freelancing before. I don't know what's going on with him. Zach Brown, the past couple of years, he hasn't had a lot of free agency interest. I don't know why. And Brandon Marshall is in his 30s. He, I believe he's 31. But... I mean, those are vets, so we'll see. Uh, I could definitely see one of those names being an option. And if they do sign one of those names, I'm even more comfortable saying, or uh, I think an offensive guard, I pick eight. Right. But uh, it says with the eighth pick, would you rather draft Allen or Burns or trade back to get Hawkinson or Devin Bush? Oh, wait, wait, wait. So this question is it's would I rather question. draft. Wait, wait, wait. Would I rather draft Josh Allen or <laughs> Brian Burns, Burns or trade back to get TJ Hawkinson or Devin Bush? Devin Bush. All right. I'm going to say this. Um, Bob Quinn. If, Bob Josh Quinn. Allen, Bob Quinn. Malcolm. It was Josh Allen and Devin White, not Brian. Josh Burns. Allen, Devin White. Okay. Bob, Bob Quinn. Can you hear me? <laughs> For you, Bob Quinn. If we're at pick eight, Bob Quinn, and. Josh Allen and Devin White is available. And you trade that pick. <laughs> to pick up TJ Hawkinson. Or whoops. Who was it? Devin, Devin Bush. Devin Bush. Devin Bush, Bush. Like, Devin Bush we are. Bob Quinn, I will fight you. If you do that. If, if Josh Allen is there and you trade the pick, he will have to fight. <laughs> Alright, how about. How, how about, I, I want to twist the question a little bit. This is my personal question. Yeah, let's, let's see question. Brian Burns and Devin White at pick eight or trade back and get either a TJ Hawkinson or a Devin Bush? I do that. I trade back at that point. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing that sounded crazy about the whole thing was Josh Allen being yeah, there. Yeah, Josh Allen being that question. If Josh Allen is there <laughs> at eight and we trade that pick, oh, man. Yeah, that, that, that's a whole different story. But yeah, I think it's, if, oh, man. if it's like Devin White and Brian Burns and Monta Sweat, and you have the option of trading back and acquiring more picks and getting a Devin Bush, I'm totally cool with that, honestly. Yeah, but the problem is once Devin White flies off the board, which I think he'll be going in the top four, teams are going to get anxious for Devin Bush because he's the next best linebacker. After them two, it's a huge drop-off. I'm saying a big drop-off at Mike. Yeah, because I believe the number three linebacker projected right now is Mac Wilson. And he had a bad pro day. Yeah, so yeah, so it, it's tough after those two at the linebacker position in the draft. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. This is one from Lions Palace. Another one from Lions Palace. Shout out to Lions Palace. Shout, shout out to Lions Palace, man. Right. He's like, LOL, one last question. All right, all right. <laughs> I felt low. All right, so these are kind of like, like, like three questions and one question. So I'm going to say each one separate just so they don't get confused. Uh, Debo Samuels from South Carolina would be a good fourth wide receiver. Bench could take over the slot. What do you guys think? 
I, I agree with that because Danny Amendola is just a one-year contract. So I think they're going to have to fill that void. And getting a young guy to learn under Amendola, is, I think, is key because Amendola has a lot of experience in this league, winning experience in this league. So I could definitely see him drafting a guy early in the mid-rounds, like the second, third, a slot receiver to kind of learn the system and, you know, eventually take over because I don't think Amendola will be here past the 2019 season. So, I mean, I do like the option of Debo Samuel potentially in the second round. Uh, when I see Debo Samuel, I see Golden Tate. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch him, it reminds me of Golden Tate. I take Debo. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I, de- I definitely think we, at this point, I think we should, you know, go ahead and get a receiver in the second or third round. I think it'll be good for, for now and the future, to be honest. I want to add one more thing to that. If you look at the Lions' trends so far in this free agency, they've got guys besides for the slot receiver, that guys that will be here for a while. Trey Flowers, Jesse James, Justin Coleman. So right. I, I think that's where you don't have to draft a position right away in those guys. But in the slot receiver position, it's only a one-year deal, older dude. So I think that's where you look for another replacement option and look for the future. But I think at the other positions, you got some long-term contracts with those guys, which is nice. Right. Um, or he said, would you rather draft a cornerback Isaiah Johnson, cornerback Julian Love, or – or cornerback Amani Orue, and have them play limited snaps and play special teams similar to how we played Slay in his rookie year. Um, I'll start with this. I have something to say. Amani Orue is my number one cornerback in this draft. So I've been going back and forth. I think he's the best corner in this draft. Yeah, Tyler, better than your boy Greedy. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> if he's fine. there in the second man I'd pound the table like how you said um, Danny Amendola one year deal uh, Rashawn Melvin one year deal mm-hmm. after that the outside you got T's Mike Ford they're not proven so you draft a guy like Arue have him learn Jeez. behind have him learn from <laughs> Coleman have him learn from uh, Melvin and start next year Slay, Coleman, Arue like two years from now Ooh, that'll be juicy that, that was a great question, though, by Lions Palace. That's, I want to give him a shout out. That was actually a great question because I think those are the two positions where they don't have guys under long term contract, like the outside cornerback position and the slot receiver, wide receiver position. So that, that is a toss up. I wouldn't be disappointed with either of them, honestly. So that's a great question. Yeah, I, would, I agree. Do you guys want to answer it or the same answer as me, pretty much? Oh, I agree 100%. I, yeah. you know, I wouldn't mind a slot receiver in the second or an outside corner because right. I think you're going you're gonna to need a guy. They get limited snaps and we'll be ready for the 2020 seasons to start or maybe late in 2019 for injury happening or whatever, you know? Yeah. And all my if mock you, drafts, I was going to say, all my, all my mock drafts, I get I get a receiver and, and a corner in those round two and round three. Yeah. Um, I think those are key for the future and, and they could contribute now too. So I agree. I, I'm down with it. All right. We started to answer this question, but I promise them we'll answer all our questions. This is from JT Bowen. Lions are on the clock. Who are you taking, Burns or White? Just say one. Uh, White. Malcolm? White. I'm taking Burns. All right, next question. This is from Andy Fortier. Are you at all worried about depth at linebacker? Any chance we go White or Bush at eight? Um, We talked about the depth. After Davis, there isn't, like, with the Mike linebacker. There is Christian Jones. He was all right last year. But, I mean, we do need depth, so I am kind of concerned. Yeah, what do you guys think? I agree. We need depth. And like I said, there's still some names out there in the free agency market what I would like them to invest in. So, uh, yeah, I agree. We do still need some depth. I think in the later rounds, get some more linebackers in as well. Undrafted guys have a bunch of competition in training camp and all that. 
Right. I wouldn't actually mind Monty Teo. I know there's all these jokes about him, but before he got hurt in New Orleans, um, he was playing really uh, good good football for them. So yeah, I like Teo. Um, I wouldn't mind as long Teo. as he brings his girlfriend with him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, who do you not want the Lions to draft? Um, Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary. <laughs> and then if we're talking about like the second round, I do not want Ja Chai Polite. If I said that right, from Florida. Yeah, your I boy, not, your boy from Florida. I do not want <laughs> Petey Williams. There's three names for you right off that I can think of. Um, Rashawn Gear is mine. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, 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 for pick eight, for pick number eight. Just in general, who don't you want them to draft? Like it could be in the later rounds. It oh, could be T.J. Hawkinson's one of them as well. I was going to say in pick eight, I wouldn't want them to draft TJ Hawkinson at, at pick eight, but they were to get him later. It wouldn't be a problem for me. Definitely. I don't have like a name of a person that I probably just don't want. I'll say polite, probably, you know. Right. But when the thing is with polite, yeah, he had a crappy, he had a cra- crappy combine, you know, but his numbers, it just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't add up. His numbers are great in college. As far as the pressures he put on the quarterbacks and, the, the 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 tackles for loss, the sacks, all that looks great. So, I don't know. Maybe they probably close their eyes and press play on the tape and draft them. The I don't know. Just, the dude just seems like a not a team player, though. Honestly, like I heard he doesn't <laughs> he, like to watch film it. on himself. He's he does like it. <laughs> but what if he dropped to like the fourth round or third round, man? Well, that's that's a different question. Then I'll take the risk on it. He came yeah. out today. Um, he came out today saying he he didn't mean what he said. Um, he wasn't mentally prepared for the questions they gave him, and his agent has 30 interviews set up for him, so maybe he could bounce back. But he also got hurt today at his pro day. No, so, he got hurt. Damn, God damn. <laughs> this guy's had an awful... He actually did get hurt, though. It's no bullshit. He got hurt. This guy's had an awful road to the NFL so far. But you know, those 30 interviews might help him get back on track, so we'll see what happens. If Malcolm said the fourth round, I, I, I'm third. okay with taking the risk. Third. Yeah, third, fourth, taking the risk is... Definitely cool to me, but not the first or round. I mean, fourth round, yeah, I'd probably take him in the fourth, but the one I was talking about was like the first and second round. Maybe third, yeah. I'll take him. Fourth for sure. I mean, it just depends. Lions also, like, they like to have those character guys in the locker room, so we'll see. It could yeah. be a Deshaun Head situation as well, so we'll see. Right. Okay. This is from um, uh, Colinver Plank. Predictions of who we get at eight or potential trade ups and downs. I mean, I mean, I think we've answered this question, but uh, you know, I think a lot of there's a lot of options at pick eight. I mean, I think you could, like I said, the offensive line I think is still an option at pick eight. I still don't count out the edge rusher position, even with acquiring Trey Flowers. You know, the linebacking position with you know Bush and White; those are some options. Um, cornerback is not much of an option to me right now. I'm really comfortable with that cornerback position right now. I like the option of Slay, Melvin, Coleman. And okay, <laughs> so I don't think that's an option. I pick a, um, I think linebacker, offensive line, and uh, edge rusher. Those are my options at least. I think everything else. I mean, tight end could be an option, but we'll see. That option for me at least. I mean, yeah. The thing is, and the thing I love about this draft coming up right now is because what they were able to do in free agency. Right. Because of what they did in free agency. It makes the draft seem like like are we getting are we getting like a plus one? Because now it's like our main need is not like a main need. Now yeah, we just rushing. add it on. Like 
we have an edge rusher now. Now we have Trey Flowers. Now yeah. should we get another one? That'll be an add-on, you know. But if we don't, if we don't get an edge rusher in round one, that's cool. Yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. But that's just big, that's just the beauty of the, of the free agency that we just did just now getting those guys. So who would I want? I mean, whoever's out there right now, I guess the best option available. To be honest, hell, hopefully one of those top guys drop. I saw um, a mock draft from pretty Strager that had Williams falling to us, so that was pretty awesome. So hopefully that happens. Awesome, I will blast man. Peter. I will blast Meek Mill and streak around my house. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to be like the Odell Beckham kid, the guy that got uh, the cops call him on his neighborhood. We got Williams. <laughs> we got Quentin. <laughs> you guys don't. If we get Quinn, this guy is like Aaron Donald Part Two. No, he's like a Sioux. He's kind of, he reminds me of a Sioux, kind of. Yeah. He, he's, just, he has a little bit more anger to him. And he doesn't play, he doesn't play like crazy. Yeah. Because Sioux so used to play crazy. I think he's only 20 or 21. He's still young. Okay. <laughs> um, now we're on to some story questions. I'll, I'll say a couple. I can't go through all of these. I have a ton of them. I'll go to the best ones. And then, uh, Tyler, you'll read off your story questions. So if you get uh, shouted out today, then you're the GOAT. Like, you ask, like, great questions. So just... You know, throwing out there. Yep. All right. This is from um, M. Fats. He said, "Sleepers in the draft." <clears throat> Sleepers in the draft. I. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to steal from you guys. I think uh, Brian Burns is a sleeper in this draft. Honestly, I mean, he's not getting the recognition that I. I think he deserves. I think he could. He should be a top fifteen pick, but you know, it's not even like it's. It's a question. He could be out of the top fifteen. So I'm going to go with Brian Burns as a sleeper. I think that guy could be a stud. Um, I personally don't think he's a sleeper. I think the media might be sleeping on him, but I know, like, I don't know, but the coaches and GMs, I don't think they're dumb enough to not see this guy. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, we'll see I want to go with I want to go with a tight end that I like. I think he's out of San Diego State. If, I don't know if I'm saying he's right. Kahele Waring or something like that. Dude's athletic. Um, another tight end I like that's a sleeper to me. The kid out of LSU, Foster Murrow. Okay. Um, okay. Who else do I like? I like Sean Bunting, corner out of Central Michigan. Those are my sleepers. How about okay. little Michael Jordan? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's that my man, guy. Yeah, that's, that's your guy. And he can stay your guy. Um, my <laughs> sleeper my sleeper, is a really big one because he's big as hell. His, his name is Hakeem Butler. I honestly think this guy's probably going to – might be the best receiver in the draft class. I think when it's all said and done, once we once we go through it, you know, we look back at this two, a few years from now. I think Hakeem Butler is going to be that guy that that everybody that that wows everybody. I think he's going to be that guy. Oh, another sleeper I like a lot is Miles Boykin. He's almost six four two twenty. He ran a four four three. Great explosion. Uh, his vertical was forty three and a half. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Oh, so, but he's predicted to go like maybe like fifth, sixth. He didn't have a lot of production. I think he's going to be a better pro than he was in college, but we'll see. I'll throw one more sleeper in there, just one more. I've mentioned him a lot, so I'm not going to talk too much about him. But it's wide receiver Andy Isabella, and yeah. I, 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 I've talked a lot about him, you know, previous episodes. So, AKA Wheels. Yes, That's sir. what we start calling them. AKA right. beat Denzel Ward in a hundred yard meter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is from Sean McDonald, fifteen. This is actually a good question. We wouldn't take these players, but he said, "Top three offensive players you like for a number eight pick." 
Uh, else, do you want me to say mine, or do you have? Go for it. Go for you it. Go for it. Here we go. Hawkinson, Hawkinson, and Hawkinson. Just say it. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I have two linemen, and I have a tight end. It's Jonah Williams. Yes. Jawan Taylor. He's good. And um, T.J. Hawkinson. Okay. I so mean, I don't. Oh, Tyler. I mean, what? So, so do you, these are just three like options. Three? Kind, of, kind of like quarterbacks as well. You could say quarterbacks, but I don't. Okay, is this just option for the Lions or just yeah, this is an option for the Lions at eight? Oh, just for the Lions. Okay, I was gonna say if this is just three quarterback or offensive players, that's different. All right, but oh, yeah. my three yeah. options, uh, yeah, very similar. I got Jonah, I go Fant, and uh, I don't know, <laughs> maybe Jawan Taylor. I like Jawan Taylor. I'll say him too. All right, oh, I'll I don't know. What the hell? <laughs> what kind of question is this? Um, That's why it's good. All right, all right. I mean, shit. At eight, I'll just say Jonah Williams, Jonah Williams, Jonah Williams for me. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'll say Jonah Williams. Uh, you know, I would have to say... Uh, DK. TJ. Oh, God. Can we have said that? DK Becca? Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. Can we have said that? Um, hell. Um, <laughs> shit. I'm gonna have to throw a curveball. Somebody that's not even nowhere near a top ten pick, uh, Josh Josh Jacobs. Get the okay. damn best running back on the board, I guess. That's not bad actually, because it's like for the Lions, not necessarily like Josh Jacobs. I like that. All right. Um. Uh, let's see what we have here. Okay, this is from Big Jake seven eight seven eight. Do you think the Lions will add a free agent between now and the draft? Uh, yes. Definitely. Yeah, we still have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is from Detroit Lions uh, Nation. Okay. Uh, he said, "What would be your ideal offer to trade down in the draft?" Uh, maybe an extra second round pick, extra third, one of those. If if we're talking about first round, at least extra anything. Yeah, extra anything, honestly. Yeah, I, want, I would want somebody. I would, I would want their first. Yeah, I would, I would want their first round pick. And uh, extra yeah, anything, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say anything. If we move down two spots, a fourth would probably be fine. But if we move down like ten or to twenty spots, maybe like no, let's say like five to ten. I don't know. Like extra extra third. I'd want it two extra or three. I'd want it two yeah. or three yeah. for sure. If we move far, be... really far, but if we move super far, like to the late twenties, I want next year's one and this year's three. Okay. And probably like a late round pick for this year. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. This is from Julius Mo3. Who do you think is going to come out and shock all of us? T Saber. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> um, you shut we... that down so fast. All right. <laughs> all right, Malcolm. All jokes aside, um, who's going to come out and shock us? I don't know if it's going to necessarily shock us, but I think this dude is going to have. He's going to play like a top ten linebacker, Jared Davis. I was going to say Jared. Uh, I saw I... Uh, in the beginning of the year he played like shit. There's no denying it. Then he got Snacks in to help him out a little. And Snacks helped Aishon. Snacks basically helped the front seven out a lot. And over the last six weeks, he was PFF's number four ranked linebacker in the NFL. So Davis got comfortable in this game. Um, I think I think he's going to be a top ten linebacker in this league, yeah. My shock would be, I don't know if this is considered a shock, but hear me out. I think he could be Jesse James. I mean, he's had all right seasons, but I think he could emerge into a number one tight end for the Lions this year. So I, I think he could shock some people with not as much pressure, not as much, you know, 
talent on the offensive side. I, you know, I don't want to say as much talent because Pittsburgh was super talented, you know, with AB, Juju, whatever. Right. So uh, I think with him being the number one option and not much, you know, he, he's the best guy in that tight end group, no doubt in my opinion. I could see him shocking, you know, with the lines this year. I think people will like him. Should I, I answer? Should, should, I, should I answer this? Keep yes. your teeth. This is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna say. Year three. This is this is year three for him. Right. Back is against the wall because he has to prove himself this year. The fans turned their back on him. Right. He, I think he was the lowest rated pro football focused person in, as a corner yeah. uh, the NFL last year. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I believe so. Tease Tabor will shock. Everybody this year and have a hell of a year. I want to add uh, one more person, Tracy Walker. It looks yeah. like they're comfortable with him playing that deep safety role, and in his limited action, he played well. So, yeah. I mean, I think, I think another you, guy. Could even, you could even throw guys like Terrell Crosby out there, and you know, I won't even say I'm not even just saying that live a little bit because he joined the podcast. Ode Abushi, you know, maybe he could like Malcolm was saying he wants to see what he could do with a better unit offensive line, so we could it's see possible. what he could do. So, you know, that could be a potential shock option. I'm not really, I guess, expecting it, but would I be shocked? Yes, a little bit, honestly. <laughs> I want I want to be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked, but like it'd be it would be nice to see, you know. Because he he was he was a starter before. He started before. Yeah. So it's not it's not like a shocker to me if he was a starting role again. I think it would be shocked the Lions fans though. It would be because they're like, who is old Bisho? Old yeah, no one knew who he was, so Yeah. Right. Um this is from, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right, but it says Mizora54. Do you see any quarterback prospects that interest you and can be a Stafford backup? Uh, I'll talk about one mid-round prospect that I absolutely love. I haven't really talked about him to you guys. Quarterback Jared Stidham out of Auburn, SEC player. He's played with on Johnson. Um, I just, I like, he has a good arm. He's not, he's not even close to being a finished product, but we're talking about a backup here. Guy you could develop, possibly. I go Jared Stidham. What do you guys, anyone you guys like or anything? I like that kid from Buffalo, Tyree Jackson. Tyree Jackson, athletic kid. Yeah, you know, he is, I mean, he reminds me of uh, maybe a better version of what Brad Kyle was. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm not really crazy. I don't think anything. Tyree will... Jackson is a lower version of Josh Allen. How's that? All right, this is from. Uh, Kyle May two one two two. Should we trade up to get Devin White? I don't think he'll be there at eight. Uh, personally, I would say no, just because you know if he is not there at eight, I still think there's a guy that's very similar that could give you some similar production if he did want a linebacker and that's Devin Bush. Right. So I would not trade up for uh, Devin White, even though I think he is a stud. I would not trade up for him. Um. Mm-hmm. I think he's gone at five. So if you want to trade up, you might have to trade with Oakland. Even Oakland might take him. So you might have to trade up with the Jets, and that's too much. Eight to three is going to be too expensive to me. So, and if we were to do that, I'd rather Josh get Josh Allen. Allen. Josh Allen, yeah, definitely. So there you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no. um, all right, uh, we got this question from JT Manziel. I, I'm going to go out on a limb say he's not related to Johnny Manziel. But uh, his question is, I'm worried about the cornerback and wide receiving position. How about you guys? Uh, we talked about it. We, have, we do have some like, little band-aids with Rashawn Melvin and Danny Amendola. But we need more like, long-term options there. I wouldn't say I'm concerned about it, but I'd look into like, the mid-rounds for the like, second to, like, to like, mid to late. I would look at prospects there. 
I'm I'm not really too concerned about it. I mean, I do think that we should draft some guys, um, right? But for going to next season, I think well, from the what we have right now in the quarterback position and the receiver position, I think we're perfectly fine. I personally actually love our cornerback scenario right now. I love the idea of Darius Laser number one, Justin Coleman is a slot receiver. I think that's a guy that could shock people. Going back to that one question, I think he's gonna be a lot better than people are expecting. And then um, having a you know a pretty good number two cornerback in Rashawn Melvin. Yes, I do think we need some more depth over there. But you know, I'm not concerned to get at least going into the 2019 season with those guys. No. Yeah, they also uh, have uh, they brought in Dontrell Inman for a visit, so we'll see if they'll sign him this weekend or late in like ne- or next week. So. Yeah. And we also brought in uh, signed uh, Tommy Lee Lewis from New Orleans. Uh, right. I don't. I don't think we've mentioned him yet. So no, that's I another... think he's more of a special teams guy. But we'll. Yeah. See. So that's another receiver in the mix. All right. So this next question is from. I'm probably going to mispronounce this. It's called, his name is Slaya Ahmed23. Is there any chance on getting safety Eric Berry? Um, there is a chance, but he's, he's had a really bad injury history. I think he'd have to come in here, uh, take a physical, and work him out as well. Could he run? How are his knees? How, how is he? That's, that's what I think. I don't okay. see it, to be honest, though. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think we've mentioned him in a few podcasts before. Uh, I mean, I think there's still better options even out in the market if they did want another safety. But honestly, I'm okay with the safeties we have right now pre-draft because I think they'll still get another guy in the draft. Because I do like the options of, you know, uh, Quandre, Tracy. I think those guys are going to be really good. And then we'll see what Andrew Adams is, you know, under playing a guy under Coach Patricia. I think he could – you know, play a lot better with the defensive-minded coach. So I do like the idea of that. And, you know, we'll see what they do in the draft. So I'm going to say a no on Eric Berry. And Tavon, man, let's not forget about Tavon. He's, he's for $1 million, That that's cheap. I think um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he has a role on this team, too. He's, he's really good at stopping the run. Definitely. Yep. All right, I got this question from at Detroit Lions Den. Should we go after running back Jordan Howard from the Chicago Bears? Malcolm, you could answer this. Uh, I mean, I, me personally, I wouldn't give up too much because as far as like a compliment running back for carry on, his style doesn't it doesn't excite me as much as far as for a running back that I would want to, you know, compliment carry on. You know, we said earlier that we want you know, a, a running back that will probably best fit carry on will be more like a speed guy because carry on, he's right. that goal line guy. You know, on third and one, I don't want to sub carry on out. I, I want carry on in there. I want carry yeah, on to get that power. one. He's power. He you know, power. I, you know, fourth and inches, you know, fourth. I want carry on there. So do I want to get another power back? No, I, I kind of don't. I kind of don't, to be honest. Um, So would I want to trade for him? No. What, what, do, you, what do you guys think? Um. I don't think Chicago, first of all, I don't think Chicago would trade him for us. And I think if they were to trade him, they won't get much for him because he can't catch the ball. He's not, he's not a receiver. Um, you, be, he's only, you only put him in on first and second and short distance. So his role is diminished with that. I don't, I'm not a, I don't think it'll happen. I think they'll, they'll end up releasing him or they'll keep him. I don't think anyone's going to really trade for him. Um. Jordan Howard would be a great fit with the Detroit Lions, but like you said, I don't think they would trade him here. Because, I mean, I saw what he did with Tariq Cohen and uh, Jordan Howard. That, that duo was pretty nice. 
But his contract is up after the 2019 season, so that's another option of resigning. But if the Lions are, you know, invested of going all in for 2019, could be a name if he is released out there. But yeah, realistically, if he's for sure. But realistically, I do not see us getting a guy like Jordan Howard. And if it comes down to a trade, I don't know how much I'd want to trade for an asset for Jordan Howard, even though he is a good player. I just don't think it's a major need. I think you just need an all right number two back that takes off to that seven to 12 carries per game. I don't think you need a guy like Jordan Howard because I think Jordan Howard is kind of like the situation of Kareem Hunt, in my opinion. So uh, it's a no for me. All right. Uh, the next question is from Jacuzza James. I most likely mispronounced it, but this is a quick question. Uh, Jonah Williams, Ron one. He said he loves it. And I've said my expression of Jonah Williams. I'm just going to ask you guys, would you guys be mad if we get drafted Jonah Williams at pick eight? Like I said, it just depends who's on the board. Um, if like, if he's their best option, like let's say the guys we love are gone and he's there. Honestly, I'd rather trade down, but if no team wants to trade down, then you take Jonah. I mean, what are you going to do? Yep. Yeah, I mean, with me, I'll just be mad the first 10 minutes, and then it'll settle in that, you know, you know, I, I, I do trust Bob Quinn. You know, they did pick this guy. They picked him for a reason, especially they picked him over other guys that could be taken. Um, so, yeah, I, I trust Bob Quinn. If they did pick him, they, they, they see something in this guy if they did, so... I want to be too mad. Yeah, I mean, I, I've expressed my love for Jonah Williams. I love the idea of them at pick eight. But uh, the next question I got is from under or at Samuel underscore Nelson seven. Is wide receiver wide receiver a possibility for us in the second round? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I we talked definitely. about it because yeah. of Danny Amendola, he's banded right now. Uh, yeah. Brandon Powell. Not he hasn't proven. proven. Uh, Tommy Lewis, one-year deal, and he's also not that proven. So, yeah. This is a question from my guy, Leo. Uh, this is a question for more, you know, this is a more fun question. What's your favorite memory at a Lions game? Tyler, go ahead. My favorite memory at a Lions game. I'm going to go ahead and throw it back to the 2013 season. Detroit Lions versus the Dallas Cowboys. I was at that game. Uh, Holy I mean, this shit. Is a, yeah, this was a <laughs> game a lot of people remember. One of their favorite games. I mean, there's not much to explain about. Stafford fake spike in the end zone. Win the game. I mean, the Lions were hot that year. You know, I mean, we're not going to talk about the end result that season. But, you know, they thought we were going to the playoffs. You know, they thought it was going to be a fun season. But, you know, that's one of my favorite games. Favorite game watching, though, for me, is in 2014 season where uh, – the game was in London. We were losing 21-0 to the Atlanta Falcons. Coming back, uh, we came back. We're down by uh, one point. Matt Prater hits, uh, misses the first field goal, but it was a delayed game. And then, you know, and then we got a reshot from like 52 yards. Matt Prater kicks it. Lions win the game. It was a, a great comeback. You know, that was one of my favorite games ever is that Atlanta Falcons game. And I believe that was like our first win, wasn't it? Or no. our second win of that year? We were actually hot that year. We were like seven and two at that point, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the game um, when we played Kansas City. My bad. My bad. I'm thinking of the other game. Yeah. Um, my favorite is so my brother is a diehard Saints fan. He's been a Saints fan for a while. So uh, back, I believe, was in, 
I believe it was uh, 2013 or 2014. We went down to the game. 14. 14. Yeah. Right, we went down to the game. Um, at first, it was like, oh, here we go again. Drew Brees is killing us. And then we had that Golden Tate touchdown. All right, so like it's not fourth quarter. Not, not a lot of time left. And the Saints are passing. We're like, yo, Rob, like my brother, why yeah. are they passing the ball? Run it, bro. Next thing you know, a couple plays later, GQ pick. Yep. And that, that sets up a weird turn of events. So it's, uh, they throw it to Reggie Bush. I believe it's an um, incomplete pass in the end zone. And then uh, they throw it again, incomplete pass. It's fourth and ten. Like, oh, shit, here we go. My heart's pounding, all right? This is for, like, the game-winning touchdown. Fourth and ten, Stafford throws to Corey Fuller in the middle of the end zone. And, bro... I went that that game, like hardly dragged those feet in too, man. Corey Fuller was so close to step out of bounds, and like, bro, I felt bad for my brother. Every Lions fan, who that, who that, who that? He rocked <laughs> oh, the man. jersey. Everyone's like, who that? And it was like, bro, let's leave. All right. So, but that was a fun game. I I wasn't there, but that was fun watching. And my favorite Lions game that I've watched was the Cowboys game. But since you brought that up, I'll say another one was a Cowboys game, but it was at Dallas. I believe the Lions were down like 21 to 3 in the half, something like that. Then DeAndre Levy gets a pick six. Calvin Johnson scores, scores a touchdown over three guys. He scores yep. a fade touchdown, and Detroit ends up winning that game. I think that was 2011 that you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, my cousin, he's a diehard Cowboys fan. We were at his house, so I rubbed in his face a little. <laughs> yeah, that shit was so funny. Chris Houston got a pick six that game. Yep. I remember, I remember that, that game. I do remember that. Yeah. Sure. Um, I was a baby, though. Yeah, sure was a baby. Wouldn't happen. Um, I guess the best game that I attended was <laughs> the Miami game. I was there. I was there because I live in Miami. So I, oh, you know, saw Laguerre Blunt score two touchdowns. Yeah, I sure did. That was like Laguerre Blunt's highlight, yo. It was crazy. Everybody looked good that game. That the fun, yeah. looked like all stars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was. I was there. Um, what's your What's your favorite game on TV? Damn, I mean, you guys pretty much said my favorite games. I mean, my all-time favorite game of all time is that that um 2013 Cowboys game. Yeah, yeah that same. <laughs> that, that game, that, that game fun. was insane. That game yeah. was insane. I remember being at the bar watching the game at the bar, and I was surrounded by a whole bunch of Cowboys fans, and they were laughing at me at the beginning of the game. <laughs> and when we came back, I remember paying for my tab early, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I said, yo, if if if, st- if we score this drive, I'm running out of here, yo. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. And then Stafford, like, did that fake spike. Yo, I took off. Pew! <laughs> Just laughing. We won. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, that's, that's my favorite game of all time, man. You had, you had that 4-3 speed, right? Guys, fun fact about Malcolm. I believe he ran a 4-3-4-40. So Malcolm probably sprinted out of that joint. I'm out. <laughs> you, know, you know, it was another low-key game that I really enjoyed. It was in the... Was this 2016 when they played Minnesota? Their first year in that new stadium, uh, Matt Prater hits like the 62-yarder, I believe, to tie the game, go to OT, and then Golden Tate flips into the end zone, pack the bag, start the plane because this <laughs> game is over. Yeah, that, that was uh, awesome. It is too. over. <laughs> I want to say uh, one more fun memory I had. It was actually this year when we played the Patriots. So all these mm-hmm. Patriots fans are like, you guys are going to lose. Bill Patrick's never lost two games in a row. 
blah, blah, blah. I heard it. I mean, the stadium, there was a lot of Patriots fans. I heard it. It, it was halftime. And I, I just heard that, oh, don't worry, Brady's going to come back. We're good, Brady, Brady, blah, blah, blah. I was like, bro, shut up. Like, you ain't going to do shit. <laughs> Anyways, at the end of the game, there's these, there's these, you know how, like, there's fans around you, like, you, you become friends with during the game, sort of, you mess with them, opposing yeah. fans are like, they're, they're, yeah. So there's these, like, Patriots fans, these kids that are annoying as hell, going crazy. So every time the Lions <laughs> score, I get in their face, and I clap, like, let's go. Patriots score, they get in my face. End of the game's like, <laughs> ain't fucking around. <laughs> so yeah, it was. I mean, that that game was. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, and that was fun, man. Just bringing up some old lines games. The you know the fun games, yeah. <laughs> the ones that we've came back in. The good and, times. Yeah. Right. Another game. I just want to bring up one more. Uh, one blog. We brought a lot of close games up, but one blow I loved was in the 2015 season Thanksgiving versus Philly, where CJ had three touchdowns on uh, Eric Rowe. That was. Just I, was there. I was yeah, there. I was there. That game was just a lot of fun to watch, you know, just a blowout. Big Sean, I think, was a halftime show. That was I mean, fun. That, that, that was just a great game. But uh, next question. This question is from Elliot.Thompson08. Why do you think the Lions aren't going after Zach Brown? He's a stud. Did they even have a visit? Um, well, it's weird with Zach Brown. We were talking about this between us. Last year, he didn't even get that much interest in free agency. Or a couple yeah, years yeah. ago when he hit the market. And same this year. I don't know why. I really don't know. I haven't watched um, a lot on him, but when, when I've watched the Redskins play, he stood out to me. Um, his, he has pro a high, focus pro football focus, thinks highly of him. They think he's the number three linebacker in the league. I don't know if he's the number three linebacker, but I know he's a good linebacker. I don't, I mean, I don't know what's, what's up with him. Yeah, it, it's definitely weird. It's it's very odd. Same with the Trey Boston situation. It's uh, yeah. Uh, all right. This question is from underscore JT Bowen. Who's the pick if Burns, Sweat, Josh Allen, Devin White, Nick Bosa, and Quinn Williams are gone to eight? What? Huh? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. If who's, who's gone? The, if uh, Brian Burns, Montez Sweat, Josh Allen, Devin White, and Nick Bosa. And Quentin Williams. Okay. Um, I know some of you might freak out, but... Ah, shit. <laughs> Jonah Williams. Um, no, you know what? Say it, Rashawn Gary. Say it. No, here goes the TJ. No, Rashawn Gary. You know you want to say it. Rashawn Gary. Just say it. You know you want to say Rashawn Gary. I take Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. You okay. take Devin Bush? Okay. okay. It's not a bad idea, honestly. This one is from Michael underscore Alexander underscore. Do you believe that Matty P could take us to the top? If so, how long will it take? Good question. Um, yeah, I think he could take us to the top. I mean, he that's that's why he was brung here, to take us to the top. How long will it take? I don't know how long it'll take. Hopefully this year or next year. I mean, their window is now. They have to win now. If they don't, they're gone. I think that two-year window is a fair point for me, a fair right. period of time for uh, the the trio, uh, Stafford, Bob Quinn, and Matt Patricia. Right. Malcolm? Uh, I, think this year, I think this year is really big on them. Um, I think this year is going to tell exactly how long that they will have. Say if this year they come out, they do something they haven't done in 25 years, is win the division. Say they come out and win the, the division. 
they come to the first round of the playoffs and they win their first playoff game. I think that opens the door for Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn, and Stafford. I think that extends them as far as giving them time to to win a, a championship. Instead of, yes. instead of them having possibly two years, you might look at it and say, okay, they're making some goals. They're, they're making some strides. They won the, they won the division. Um, they won a playoff game. You know, they might have, instead of two years now, they might have three or four years. So it all depends on what they do this year. This year is a really right. big year for them. Definitely. Um, all right. So this next question is from Aiden underscore the underscore giant. What do you think about TJ Hawkinson at pick eight to run two tight ends that with Jesse James? Uh, what answer, answers, Tyler? Go ahead. I mean, Pierre, go ahead. Go ahead, Pierre. I know you want to answer this. No, no. After after you look at the TJ Hawk, I mean, the Jesse James contract, you look at what they offered him and you look at what their expectations are for him. I I don't think a tight end's in play at eight. Um, would I take him? Probably. Maybe you could trade back and take him. Even I actually, to be honest, for the Lions right now, I think Noah Fan would be a better option. They need a vertical threat. James is more like a in line. They need like a like a guy who can line up in the slot kind of. That's Fan. Fan can line up. Fan's like a Ebron like type of tight end. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna say no to that. Not at eight though. Not at what I said is not at yeah. eight. Also, yeah. a fun fact on Fan: he had. I believe 92 catches, but 12 drops or something like that. So he has some drop issues. A lot of tight ends do, but yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to say no to that just at pick eight because I think this draft is loaded with tight ends. I think you could find a good tight end number two uh, in this draft if they are not comfortable with the options they have right now in Michael Roberts and Logan Thomas. So we'll definitely see what happens there. I don't think you necessarily need one at pick eight, though. It's a bit of a stretch for me. Yeah, that that this is gonna be this is gonna be a no for me. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely not at eight. No. Uh, we got this question from I'm going to mispronounce this really badly. Abasser Jarui. Okay, that that's not even close to what his name is. I'm sorry, man. I'm really saying sorry. What's the most impactful impactful? What the hell am I saying? What's the most impactful move the Lions have made so far this offseason? I think we all know it. It's giving. It's yeah. getting Trey Flowers. Trey, Trey Flowers. Uh, I think Trey Flowers was one of those names where like it makes so much sense for the Lions to make, but like, are they actually going to do it? And they actually did. So, you know, they got their premium edge rusher. This is definitely the move that was, you know, that's going to make the most impact. All right, uh, we got the same question from the same dude. Uh, your favorite cornerback, safety, running back, and wide receivers pr- prospects in the mid rounds. Whoa. All right, we'll, we'll go all, one at a time. Yeah, we'll have every, we'll have, we'll have, resolve the cornerback position. <laughs> cornerback, um, yeah. I think for me it's Sean Bunting. I like Sean Bunting in the mid rounds. I don't know, he's like two to four. I don't know exactly where he'll go. A lot of people are split on him. I'm split on him myself, but I like Sean Bunting. Okay, uh, I'll probably go David Long from Michigan because I've seen you know a lot from him at the University of Michigan. I'm not necessarily super high on him, but I mean I like the option of him. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm fine with that. Malcolm? I have to go with um, Jamel Dean from Auburn. Oh, that kid needs to. Yeah, that kid. People are sleeping on him. That's, talk mm-hmm. about a sleeper. Yeah, that, that's a kid who I really like in round two or three. You bring him in, I think he has great size, great speed. He needs a little, you know, polish on his technique, and the sky's a little bit for that guy. All right. I agree. What's, what's All right. We're going to go with another defensive back position, the safety position. 
Um, I love this safety. I don't know if he'll be there in the second, but if he's there, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson out of Florida. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Yeah, I think I think my safety would probably be Nasir Adderley from Delaware. I like him, man. He had, like really, him he, he had a really good senior bowl that kind of stood out to me and a guy that I'm more comfortable <laughs> drafting if he is there in the second round. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> a safety who I like um, in round two or three is um, Pierre's old favorite boy. I'm bringing up Deontay Thompson. Oh, at pick that eight? makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at no, 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 no. Not at eight. Not no, at eight. I'm, oh. I'm bringing Pierre's up. Oh, not, not eight. Oh, not eight. No. Yeah, no, Deontay's not a bad option. That's not a bad option when you go over there, yeah. So. Yeah, Deontay Thompson is somebody look at a safety. I know Malcolm's a Bama boy, too, so he's got to watch a little more Deontay. So. Yeah. Not that championship, uh, though. Man, that yeah, that was bad. He lost a <laughs> All right. Uh, the next position I got for you guys is the running back position. Um, running back, I like uh, I like Daryl Henderson. Similar, he reminds me a little of Tariq Cohen. Yeah, fast dude can catch the ball. He's a guy home run hitter I talked about earlier. So yeah, I'm going to be straight up with you guys. I really do not like. I know Malcolm's kind of like in this running back class. I really don't like. I'm not thrilled with any of these guys. Honestly, I like Jacobs, but I don't think he's a mid round guy. If we're going with just a speedy guy like we've mentioned, which I think is a good fit for the Lions offense. Uh, we mentioned him even like two episodes ago. Justice Hill, I think he's got speed, but yeah, I, I I really don't care honestly. Malcolm, um, like like I said, there's a lot of guys in the draft class. I'm not saying, and the thing is, I'm not saying there's a lot of like there, there's not there's not Saquon Bar- Saquon Barkley in the draft class. No way in hell. There, 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 exactly. There, there's not that that's the thing. There, there's no Saquon. There's no. Zeke Elliott's. I mean, those guys. Those, those guys. Those guys are once a generation. Exactly. That's now, why they I'm, went top five. Now, what I'm saying is, uh, when I'm saying this draft class is deep, I'm saying that there's a lot of good players. Not, I mean, as far as great college players, there's not, there's not, there, there's not too many great. I mean, the only great, the only great running back that had a great career in college that is, is why he's projected to be a first round pick is is Jacobs. Now, are they good running backs in this draft class? Absolutely. Now, could there be a running back that gets drafted in round four or five, like Kareem Hunt did, and end up being a leading rusher in the league? Absolutely. I think I think in the draft class, we are going to find a Kareem Hunt. That's going to be drafted late and have a hell of a year. Um, a Kareem Hunt. Um, Kam- yeah, Kamara. There's going to be guys like that drafted late um, that's going to have a good career. Um, for a person who I, I would draft, I mean, I like Miles Sanders. I mean, I, I think Miles Sanders is, is a really, really good back. That could get drafted around two or around three and end up having a hell of a career. He's one of those guys. Only David problem Harrison. with him, he has a similar, he had a similar problem to Camara. Camara had fumbling issues in college. He's doing fine at the NFL right now. Miles Sanders has the same issue. We'll see how he translates. Yeah, Camara's doing just more, more than just fine in the NFL level right now. Yeah, Camara is. Uh, yeah, Camara's probably a top ten running back in this league. Yeah. So, a fantasy yeah. stud. Exactly. All right. That's what I'm saying. Is those type of backs that's gonna um, get drafted late and just ha- end up having a good career. And the last position this guy asked for us uh, is the wide receiver position. Um, I like taking flyers on late round guys because we talked a lot about mid round guys. The other guys, I like Keelan Doss and yeah. I like Miles Bikin. We've talked about them before, so I'll go with those two. I'm going to um, stick with my answer. I'm not going to even have a much of an explanation under it. Andy Isbell. <laughs> you guys 
Yeah, I've talked so much about him. I don't need to talk anymore about him. I love Andy Isabella. I mean, if there's a guy in round two, so we get to round two and Hakeem Butler is there, I think you have to snatch him up. Just 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 to have him on just just to have him. Or um the chance of him being there in round two is pretty slim to none. I think he's probably gonna go, you know, in round one. Another guy I like though is um Paris Campbell. I yep. think that's I think that's a, I think that's a one key that we're missing right now on offense still right now is that that home run hitter, uh-huh. and right. and Paris Campbell could be that home run hitter if we get him in the offense. Um, I read something the other day that Campbell is getting a lot of round one hype. People view him as a Tyreek Hill type of player. Yeah, he, so, yeah, he ran a four four two four two nine four four three flat. I mean, he's gonna get that type of hype. Yeah, and, uh, one other guy, another receiver. You just. Uh, remind me of him. The dude that plays opposite of Campbell, I think it's Terry Mc... I can't say his last name. McLaurin, I think. McLaurin. I don't know exactly how you say it. Something like that. The receiver out of Ohio State. I think he'd be a good slack guy here. Yeah. So, yeah. Alright, and my last question that I got for you guys on the podcast is from Ash.Soden. Games you're looking most forward to and game you're least looking forward to this season. Game I'm looking most forward to is the home game against Kansas City. I don't know when that is, but I'm hyped about that. I'm pumped about that. Yeah, uh, my game would be uh, I want to get revenge on those Chicago Bears on Thanksgiving. I think it's almost confirmed that we were playing them on Thanksgiving, so I definitely want to get revenge on them. So it's going to be the Bears for me on Thanksgiving. Welcome. Um, the game I'm most hyped for for next season is going to be um, the first Lions home game. Because I think we'll that's going to be very... Exactly. <laughs> I will be in the building. So that's, yeah. why, that's why I'm looking forward to that game. I don't care who it is. We just better show up that game. First and game at Ford Field, right? At Ford Field. Wow. First time. And uh, to answer the other question, I look forward to all the games. Um, I Whenever the Lions are on, I'm never like, oh, shit, the Lions are on. I want to watch them play. Oh, definitely. So I don't think I have a game that I'm not looking forward to. Uh, by the way, guys, when Malcolm does come to Detroit for the Lions home opener, you guys better give him a nice welcoming. You guys, you guys better give him a nice greeting to Detroit. Welcome. Let us know where you sit. Maybe me and Tyler, like, maybe we can come. Depends on our schedules. Depends yeah, what's going on. Third wheel. You guys are coming. What the hell? We're, we're third wheeling. <laughs> what the hell? You guys are coming. So, All right. We'll definitely see. But, yeah, you know, that that's a cool experience. Uh, least game I'm looking forward to? None of them. I'm yeah, excited for whoever yeah. we play. I don't care who we play. Exactly. <laughs> so there's not that one game I'm like, least looking forward to. Maybe that shitty Arizona field. You know, that's a different story. <laughs> we have to go there again. I still would play Arizona. I don't care. They have Cliff, uh, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury with uh, Kyler Murray, let's say. That, that'd be fun, you know, like something different. Yeah, yeah I'm, we'll, not we'll, about, I'm not worried about no rookie. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Malcolm's uh, <laughs> like, nah, I ain't worried about no rookie, bro. I'm not worried about no rookie, man. They, it takes time to adjust, man. It's not that easy. I agree. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Malcolm, do you have any questions or? Oh, is it is it my turn? Um, nah, I I've used all mine or my use all yours. Um, I only have a few. I don't have that many, so it's gonna be kind of quick. That's fine. Um, all right. This this question is from Lions Empire NFL. Okay. All right. It says the Lions can truly go the best player available route in this year's draft, with needs at O line, linebacker, tight end, and maybe safety. What route do you think the Lions go in this draft? I'm going to answer this question. I think they're going to go the route of a position of need more than a position of uh, best player available. 
I think, a position of need where the Lions are right now. If you're a win-now team, you usually go by position of need. If you're a team like, let's say, the Raiders or a team like the Cardinals, you kind of go for the best player available, I would say. It's a little more different than NFL because teams are always rebuilding NFL. It's like a little different. You don't have like a project like in the MLB where it's a five-year project or something like that because it's just tough in the NFL. And like the NHL, there's projects. In the NBA, right. there's projects. NFL, you can't really do that. You kind of kind of build on the fly. There's always, like, there's always teams rebuilding on the fly. So I think the Lions, though, personally, this year, where they are right now, I think you go by a position of uh, – of need right now uh, more than a position best player available um i'd say this if you have a guy that's like number three on your board and he's there at eight you have to take him if you have a guy who's like number six versus number eight number six is uh, best player available number eight is need you take the guy at number eight on your board so that's that's how it is with me it just depends on the board as well you know so okay um and i feel the same way i think um we should definitely go after need and best player available because there's there's still a lot of holes that we, that we have. But because of free agency, because we did clear up majority of those needs, I think right. it's gonna come to a point in this draft where we can start picking best player available. Um. So the next question is gonna be from <laughs> Devin Lily. Um. It says it's clear that Martha has been persistent on keeping Stafford on their center. Seems like she's calling the shots when it comes to who's starting, who our starting quarterback is. Do you think we can be a successful franchise under the Ford ownership? This person's cruel. Wait, 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 wait. Just you want to hop into the next question? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> This person's kind of kind of mean we're, on, on, on we're, we're Ford. We're gonna pull in Damakun to next question, please. <laughs> no, hold up, I gotta answer this. Malcolm, can you please read that again for me? Yeah, 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 no problem. All right, one more time. It says, It's clear that Martha has been persistent on keeping Stafford on the center. Seems like she, that she's calling the shots when it comes to who's our starting quarterback is. Do you think we can be a successful franchise under the Ford ownership? All right, one, Martha Ford probably doesn't know much about plays or whatever i don't know what he's saying under center is he meaning like stafford is our only option what does he mean by that i think he's saying that i'm not sure if they're saying that martha ford likes stafford I, she's making sure he's I mean, she better like him she's paying him a lot of money you know exactly I, I don't i don't know I, i'm not understanding this question that that much but okay so just uh, just, just so yesterday listen so this guy, I think this guy got this from Mike Valenti. Yesterday, Valenti was saying is um, the Fords are scared of Stafford. Bob Quinn and Patricia are scared of Stafford. Stafford is the golden boy. He's brainwashing the fans, bro. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia made decisions for this team, not Martha Ford. Martha Ford is the owner. She provides him with the money, the capital. Um, she might have a say in things because she's paying him a lot of money, whatever. Um, I think he could be a successful quarterback. And honestly, since um, our old owner died, God rest his soul, whatever, he wasn't good, but he died. Since Martha took over, the team has been different. You see it. A new stadium. They're spending money. They're going after guys. I feel like with the other dude, it wasn't as, I believe it was William Clay Ford. Yeah. It was different. I don't know. He was kind of like too patient. He wouldn't give up. But when Martha came in, she got rid of the people. And yeah, so 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this. I don't think Martha's a phenomenal owner, but you guys know about my boy Tom Gores. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Tom Gores at all. So uh, I guess I don't put as much as the attention as a you know I, I guess I should. But I, I I throw all my my shade a little more to the ownership in Detroit. If we're gonna go ownership in Detroit, I'm gonna throw my shade at Tom Gores more than Martha Ford. But, I mean, I don't think she's a phenomenal owner, but I don't think she's an awful owner. But, like, how you say she's not phenomenal? She's not phenomenal, but she's not bad. I think she's, That's she's, she's not good. Bad. She, she's I not, think she's good. She's not Mike Illich, but she's not Tom Gores. I'll say that. I don't think she's doing a hell of a job, but that's just me. I think she got the right people around, the right the right staff. I think she got the right people to, to you know, get this team in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think with me being a baseball fan, like a diehard Tigers fan, and a pretty big Wings fan, I think I got to see a, a great owner, Mike Illich, you know, one of the best owners ever. And I think I was just really spoiled, honestly, watching a guy like Mike Illich, a guy that was very passionate and loved his teams, you know. I just don't really see that as much with Martha Ford for some reason. Well, a lot, of owners, a lot of owners are cheap. I'll say that. Our owner is not cheap. We give out, we give out money. We hand to Trey Flowers a big contract, Stafford a big contract. We pay our players. We're not cheap. Um, when they're free agents, we re-sign the guys we like. So I'll say that about her. And also, she cleaned house, dude. Like, the other Fords, the people before her, were, like, scared to clean house. They always, like, promoted from within. She's very like, loyal. Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah they're very, I'm bringing my own people in. They're very loyal to what they have. So. Yeah, so they went out of their comfort zone, and they brought in some Patriots people. So far, I mean, we don't know yet, but so far, I think we're trending in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, it looks like we're going to the right direction. Yeah, hopefully, it keeps turning up. But, you know, we'll obviously, see. So, I mean, just going to the next question, please. I don't even want to answer this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, those are actually all the questions I actually got on my page. But I'm going to hop into the Pride podcast um, page on Instagram and yeah, pull out some of their questions. Um, yeah, by, the way, podcast. by the way, guys, if you don't know, uh, Malcolm does run the Pride podcast page on Twitter and Instagram. So, you oh, know. Oh, shit. Give him a nice DM in the you know saying, you know, good job or whatever. Okay. And he edit, he also edits our podcast. He's like yeah, the go to this podcast. Yeah, Malcolm <laughs> is the go to this podcast. <laughs> like if, if it weren't for Malcolm, there would be no podcast. I will say that. No, Honestly, hell no, 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 no. no. There'd be no damn podcast. Uh, stop it, <laughs> Malcolm. Stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um. So yeah, to the questions on the pride on the Pride Podcast Instagram page. If you're not following, please make sure you go follow the Pride Podcast page. Um, this question from Captain underscore 50 underscore. It says, are the Lions a hybrid defense? And what would the personnel be? Good question. Whoa, hybrid defense? Um, they Last year, they ran a lot of three linemen, uh, three linebackers, and five DBs. And they did it a lot with a single high, cover one. They did that the majority of the time. But, yeah, sometimes they, they had a couple for three looks here and there. They had a little zone looks here and there. So They switch it up. Yeah, they're hybrid, I guess, if you want to say hybrid. I don't think hybrid is a good word. I think they're more um, – what's the word I'm looking multiple for? Multiple front? Multiple, thank you. They're a multiple front. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100% with that. Yeah, that's exactly what our defense is, a multiple front defense. Right. Um, this question is for Barone26. It says, how realistic is a playoff run this year? I don't think it's out of the question, but 
uh, you know, it's a brand new offense. So we'll see what happens. You know, it just it depends how quickly the offense uh, takes the gel. I mean, if it takes a while, you know, we can maybe lose a few games early on the season, which would, you know, kind of sink our chances. But if they can get hot at the right time and get in the playoffs, the sky's the limit at that point, in my opinion. Right. I, I agree with what Tyler said. I'm not even going to. Um, as, as far as the playoff push, and I actually want to bring this up. Um, I guess the energy, the vibe, everything just feels so different this year. Don't you, don't you kind of get that feeling like everything just feels different? Like you hear Matt Patricia talk and it just feels different. Like he's like, he, he seems more like himself this year. Like he's cracking jokes. Did you hear about the joke he had about him throwing the trash can at Trey Flowers in practice when he was in New England? I believe it was Gronk. Gronk. My bad. Gronk. You're good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so like he's Do the smiling. trash can at Gronk. He's, he's smiling. He's actually cracking some jokes. He's not like being Mr. Tough Guy. I think he realized that he has to uh he changed a little. He learned. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything everything about Patricia, everything this year just feels different. So I actually feel really good about us going to the playoffs this year and having a playoff run. And I think just based off the energy, I think it's gonna vibe off and it's gonna go on to the players and they're just gonna go out there and have fun. And I think it's just gonna show on the field. You know, okay. a, a, a thing that's a lot different now is that we got guys that are bought in that want to play under Coach Patricia. Right. You're not getting, uh, I don't want to say leftovers, but they were called well leftovers. I mean, like, you know, guys like Glover Quinn, guys that just didn't fully buy in. So now you're, gotta get, you're getting guys that are wanting to play under Coach Patricia. And then, you know, if you hit another draft kind of like what you did last year, I think you have the sky's the limit for this team, honestly, right now. Yeah, yeah okay. it's a two-year two window. They have to win now. They have yeah. to win now. That's all I'm saying. All right, go ahead. Next question. Yeah, next question. Um, this question is from my boy, Detroit Lions Edits underscore. His question is, yeah, that's my boy, man. Um, his question is, whatever happened to Miles Killebrew? I haven't heard anything from him. Uh, Miles Killebrew, I mean, just since Matt Patricia's came in, it's just that it doesn't seem like they're super high on him, at least on the defensive side of the ball. It seems like they're using him more as special teams, and this guy's definitely not safe to make the team in 2019. Uh, they switched his position to, from safety to linebacker. So, you know, they're trying new things. They're trying experiments to, you know, maybe potentially keep him on the roster. But I don't even think he had a single snap last year, honestly, on the defensive side of the ball. So chances are not high of making him the team. But, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he's on the team. But, yeah, Killebrew just – one of those guys that is kind of like an experimental project. I don't think highly of him as much as I did when we drafted him, I guess. Uh, I think they're developing that linebacker. We'll see what happens. He, he's played decent on special teams. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's not, a, like Tyler said, he's not a lock. He's, he's probably on the bubble right now, the roster bubble. I mean, I feel like he was on the bubble last year as well. So Yeah, he was. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> So uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm reading this next question, and it just has me—it has me giggling. Okay, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm no. laughing. I'm laughing because y'all' reaction is gonna be crazy when when I read this question. Um, I'm gonna read it because th- this guy's active on my page a lot, so he deserves to be out there. Um, his name is iPod Jackson. Okay, definitely want to give a shout out to this guy. With this <laughs> this question. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to. I'm trying not to laugh. Trying not Come to... on, Malcolm, just say it. Right. Because this is like a mini rant slash question he has. Oh, no. Wow, no. <laughs> no, it's not a funny rant. It's none of the crazy. None of the crazy. It's none of the crazy, but... Is it the one for Trade for Rosen? 
this is the question. If not this year, how long before the Lions make a real playoff push for contention? As a Lions fan for 17 years, do you think it's finally happening? Or if not, how many more years? Also, if you were a GM the year Joey Harrington got drafted, can you make a <laughs> wait? Can you make a draft for that season? Because I really think he speed up that year four years down the road. What was that little beep? We can split on this podcast. Go ahead and say it. All right. He said because we fucked up that year for years down the road. All right. I'm gonna so, so basically, the main question on this is, Pierre, can you do a mock draft from the 2001 draft? What? <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? What kind of shit is that? <laughs> all right, all right, um, all right. Yeah, first of all, we took draft, man. Let's all right, one. Let's go. All right um, episode twenty-two all, preview. Okay, all all jokes aside, guys, ready? Um, we talked about the Lions. We think they're ready to win now. We think they're competitive. We have a good team, along with the number eight overall pick. <laughs> but to answer this question. Um, we, we talked about the window is now two years. I think we, we talked about that like a lot in this podcast. Um, okay, dude, I can't do a mock draft from whatever the year that no, Harrington was drafted. So you could do a beer. Just run, run down, just run through the names real quick. Just top 10 picks, bro. <laughs> Got this, man. <laughs> I can't, but let's be honest. The head coach at the time, uh, I read, I listened to an interview that Joey Harrington had, and the head coach, um, he set him up for failure. Um, he had no chance to succeed. He had no chance to succeed. We don't know what Joey Harrington was. Um, people liked him coming out of college. Honestly, I didn't know shit about prospects back then. I was a kid. I didn't study them, so I don't really know much about them. What year is this again? 2002. I was, I was one years old. Seven. I was one. <laughs> I was one. I was six or seven, depending on the month. Yeah, so, so Tyler, so Tyler, so Tyler, run me that, run me the um, the mock draft for 2002. <laughs> I don't even know who the prospects were that draft. Joey I, Harrington. I, I can, yeah, I can, I can tell you, Joey Harrington was from Oregon and won the Heisman. That's all I can tell you. That's honestly all I can tell you. I don't know right. anyone else in that draft. All right. Um. <laughs> So twenty-two, my oh, draft. Pull this up. We're gonna pull this up. Hang on, I got this. Two thousand three. Oh, two thousand two. No, we're gonna. No, we're gonna. Yo, iPod Jackson, we're gonna hit this mock draft for you, bro. Don't worry, man. We got you, man. This mock All draft right. is coming. NBA. All right, just so you guys know, in the NBA draft, the number one pick was Yao Ming. So, wow. in two thousand two. Yeah, okay. so, little nice. fun fact. All right, here we go. Um, here we go. Whoa. <laughs> Pierre's like, whoa. All I'm right. Sorry. Yeah, oh, okay. We had, the third, we had the third overall pick that year, so it's not too bad. Wait, let me uh, pull this up. Malcolm, give me a second. Are we just seriously doing this right now? Yeah, we're going to answer this question. All right, so they took Harrington at third overall. After the guy I would have taken, it was Dwight Freeney or uh, Quentin Jamar. Quentin Jamar had a solid career at corner and safety. He played for a while. It's actually Quandre Driggs' half brother. So, oh, Dwight Freeney, 
Albert Hainsworth, and eh, he kind of was a bust after his second contract. Who else was there? Dude, I don't even know half of these guys. I'm not even trying to be funny. Dwight Franey was aligned for half a season. All right. This is all right. So, looking at this draft class, there, there's some names of people on here. Um, there's Ed Reed, who is probably arguably the best safety to ever play the game. I didn't see Ed Reed on here. Yeah, he, oh, there he, he is. He's 24. 24. Yeah, I he's 24. Um, so, if we could redo this draft um, for Detroit Lions, yeah, definitely Ed Reed. I mean, I think he is the highlight of this draft. I think he's the best person from this draft class. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely go Ed Reed. There's there's really no quarterback All right, that really so... came from this draft class that would have made a difference. All right, I mean, that's David Garrod. There's David Garrod, but... No. No. All right, now let's go to round two. I, I, I can't even answer this question, guys. I didn't even watch football at this time. Yes, you right, did, Tyler. Doing a mock draft from 2002, this, man. This We're, only gonna do We're only going to do a three-round <laughs> mock draft, okay? How's that? We're not going to go through seven rounds. We're I don't know who the position the needs were at the time. Like, I don't even know the players on the team. No, we're looking at the guys. We're, we're in 2002. That's the, everybody. That's from that's from all the positions that's true. That's to, true. to the coaching staff. To to ownership, to to GMs, everything was a position. Right. So, so would that be Don Wolbach's first season as a so, line? Uh, I believe so. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I believe so. so. So round two, welcome. Looking through the list here, and the only guy I know really well is uh, Dion Branch. He went to 65 overall to the Patriots, and and like if we were to do a redraft, I take him at 35 to line. Dion Branch had a really good career with the Patriots, and and I'm taking. I'm taking uh, Clinton Portis, and that would immediately fix our running back issue because Clinton Portis was a complete baller, and we would have had our running back. We would have had our running back, but they didn't. All right. So round three, I would take – let me look at this list real fast. I I can't believe we're doing this. I would take um, Josh McCown. We're actually round three. Josh right. McCown is round three. I think he just retired. He's thinking about retiring. But Josh McCown, he's bounced around a little. But in round three, I think that's good value. <clears throat> he's lasted longer than Joey Harrington. So, yeah. Which is a, well, you guys just did a damn three-round mock in yep. 2002. And, yep. We, we, and for me, for me, round three, I will go with uh, David Garrod. Now, he would have had some, some successful years with us as quarterback. Um, he would have lasted at least five years. I mean... He was good in Jacksonville. His, you know, his first maybe three or four years in Jacksonville was really good. When he took over from Brian Leftwich, pretty sure you guys are don't know too much about him. Um, but he, no. um, <laughs> yeah, he's a little older. Um, Brian Leftwich, but um, yeah, when David Raw came in, he was pretty good. So yeah, if you'd add him with Clinton Portis, and then a few other pieces, would have had a really damn good team. So yeah, hey, you're Rob. right. So yeah, I Paul Jackson, you're right. We did fuck up from this draft. <laughs> so, uh, so, so somewhere we had the chance of Ed Reed and Clint Portis. That, that's that's actually Ed, crazy. Had a chance of getting Ed, we had Ed Reed and they would have went back and yeah, could have Ed Reed, Clint Portis. Yeah, wow, that's actually that's yeah. pretty cool. So uh, there's our mini three round mock draft, not Wait, mock so, draft, redraft. So what was our uh, actual first three? Do round you want to know our first three round? Don't, yeah, I, I, you don't want to know, bro. I, I I do want to hear it actually. I'm actually pretty interested. We got we got the kid from Oregon, Joey Harrington. Okay, so round one, Joey Harrington, ready? Round two, just take a guess, Tyler. You can't guess. He doesn't know these guys. I, 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 I,
I'm going to guess center Dominic Raiola. It was Kalimba Walker's defensive end out of South Carolina. I never heard of this guy. Try again, motherfucker. Who? <laughs> All right. Welcome. Do you know Kalimbo Edwards or no? You trash, trash. Kiss my ass, ass. Yeah, he he didn't have he he didn't have too much of a career with us. Oh my god. Cool. Yeah, what is this? Kind of kind of call him a bus. All right, Malcolm. You could say that third round pick. Would they take? Um, who do we take? Uh, Andre Good. Oh shit. Yeah, Andre Good, motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, also a kid out of South Carolina. So they love these South Carolina players. They both played like shit. Linda Edwards yeah. and Andre Goldman. Goodman. Yeah, Andre Goodman. Goodman. Yeah, Andre Goodman. Yeah, you know he wasn't. He wasn't good. Was he a safety or corner? No, he played corner. Um, I don't think he had too much of a career with us. I don't think he lasted long with us. Yeah, from two thousand two to two thousand five, they got rid of him because he was productive. Take off your uniform and go brainstorm on how you gonna find a job. Thank you, man. I remember him being. I remember him being extremely slow. Yeah, thank Matt Millen for that. Whoever the hell was GM. Matt Millen was the <laughs> was the woke. Wow. The worst. All right, all right. We, we we just man, let's just end the podcast on that. We just did a damn three yeah. round makeup of the two thousand. Shout out to iPod Jackson. Man. Shout out to iPod Jackson. All right, guys. Thank you. That guys was for fun. Tuning. That was fun. <laughs> thank you guys for so much for tuning into episode twenty one. I hope you guys. Enjoyed this episode of us answering all of your questions. If we didn't answer your question, we apologize. Maybe next time. Uh, but we plan to do this soon. But I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I'm Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions fan page. I am Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. All right, guys. 2002 mock draft. Oh, my goodness. All right, redraft, redraft, redraft. <laughs> redraft. 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 All right, guys. Peace out. Peace. Have, a good one. Have a good one. <laughs>